Welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm your host, and I'm also your hormone health coach, fertility awareness educator, and Pilates instructor. I created the Spring to Life method to empower women to embrace their cyclical nature and live vibrantly. And this podcast is about spreading that message. And I have a very special guest on the show today, somebody that I've been really looking forward to talking to. Her name is Leah Flaming, and she is in the non-toxic beauty business. She is a mom of two and we are here to talk about all of the juicy things when it comes to social media, network marketing, and non-toxic skincare. So Leo, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to start talking about everything. Awesome. Well, I gave a little bit of an overview of you, but could you introduce yourself to the audience? Of course, yeah. I'm Leah Flaming, as you said. I have two little boys, um, and like you said, really in like the non-toxic beauty space within the network marketing and on social media. That's primarily where I work my business because of my two small kids, um, and it lets me stay home with them. And that's really kind of the reason that I got involved with it, and it just snowballed into something that I am incredibly passionate about and excited to talk to you about. I love it. So you said that becoming a mom kind of led you to getting involved with uh, non-toxic beauty and network marketing. What were you doing beforehand? So I actually was an optician. I worked in private practice um, optometrist office. So that's the person who helps you with your glasses, your contacts. And surprisingly, there's kind of like a lot of overlap between what I did before and what I do now. Um, because you're, you're selling, right? And I was selling glasses, but also ultimately helping people find a solution, feel confident. Um, I have contacts, but I'm like cross-eyed and struggled with my eyesight my whole life. And so like being able to help people in that space of finding their, the right glasses, the right fit for them, meeting their needs, that really kind of like transitioned over into social selling and helping people with their skincare and their makeup products, really feeling confident and finding solutions for them as well. I actually started in network marketing and in clean beauty specifically because I struggled with horrible postpartum anxiety after my first son was born. Um, and working in private practice, there's not really it's a small office. There's not really like policies in place to, yes, I'm going to come back at this time and I'm still going to have my job and all of that when it comes to maternity leave. So it was kind of, they were trusting me to come back. I was trusting them to keep my job. And I just truly like could not fathom leaving my home. And I needed to find a way to bring an income and to contribute to my family because we are not, and we're not in a place where I could stay home with my kids if it weren't for me also contributing financially. Um, and so that's when my friend reached out to me about network marketing and it just really aligned with everything that I was already loving. I always loved skincare and makeup. And then when I became pregnant, I really had my eyes opened to the ingredients in skincare and makeup. And it really just felt like that was what I needed to do. And it thankfully worked out from the very beginning. I love that. And th I think this is a conversation that I've been hearing a lot about in terms of uh, like maternity leave and the corporate culture surrounding that. And like, yes, you want to work for an employer that has a great policy for you. But 
the fact is once you become a mom, your priorities change and your needs change and maybe what you want out of your career changes too. So having an option of being able to work from home and also kind of be your own boss is really empowering, I would imagine, when you're in that position. Absolutely. And truly, as a first time mom at that time, I have two sons now, but that was before my first was born. I had no idea (laughs) what I was about to go through. And I told myself, I promised my employer, like, no, I love my job. I want to come back. And I, I truly believed that. Um, And I still I loved that job, but I love being with my kids more. And I think that there is, um, you know, so much room for every type of working parent and what that relationship looks like with their kids and with their career. And this is just what suits me best and suits my lifestyle best. And I'm really grateful that I was able to find something like this. Mm -hmm. And when your friend first came to you and approached you about network marketing, did you have any hangups about it or any misconceptions? Because I know, you know, this is something that's been around for ages and ages, this type of business model, but there, it really gets a lot of flack and, you know, you have to use your discernment. There are, you know, bad players and there are good players. So you have to kind of like do your work homework and investigate the company in the background. But how did you navigate that? Well, honestly, she asked me about it and I truly had one question for her and it was, can I make money doing this? Because that was my focus at that time, right? Is how, okay, I need something to be able to stay home with my kids. Can this be a feasible means of an income for my family? Um, And when I talked to my husband about it, I fully expected him to say like, that is a scam. You are not doing that. We're not spending any money on this. Absolutely not. And he really said to me exactly what I knew and what I tell other people is, you are intelligent. You are a smart, independent person who can make educated decisions for yourself. And once you do the research and ask the questions that you need to ask, like you said, like there are there are good and bad in everything. And truly just like trust yourself, trust your intelligence and know, okay, well, when I'm given all of the information, I can make an educated decision for myself. And, um, I did that. I asked, do I have to buy anything? You know, that those kind of questions. And I felt comfortable, um, with joining the company that I had joined at the time. And I truly just believed that if I presented myself in a way, if I worked my business in a way that I could feel good about and I knew wasn't misleading and I knew wasn't um, any any kind of practices that you think of when you're like, oh, that's kind of yucky. If I'm not going to be yucky, then my business isn't yucky and that people can say what they want to say, but like, that's not the way that I'm presenting myself and that's not what I'm doing. And I honestly expected to get a lot more like, what are you doing, Leah? Then I actually got, right? Like I received so much love. I received so much support from not just people that I have known, but from people that I have, that I don't know at all. Um, And like I said, I work my business primarily on social media. At that time, my husband and I had just moved um, for his job and I didn't really have like a network of friends there at all. I just had my 
coworkers and that was pretty much it. Um, so it was all on social media for me at that time, which is scary, but it was something that I, I just said, okay, this is what I, this is what I'm going to do. And, um, it's been so much fun. I have such a like passion for just creating content and being on social media. Now it's, it, it fulfills like a creativity aspect that I didn't imagine a network marketing business would fulfill for me. Well, I, you do an excellent job on social media and that's how I first became aware of you. The previous company you were working for reposted some content that you made and something about the style and like you have a really great eye for light, I think. Um, and just the way you film things, it just caught my eye. And I was like, I want to see more of what she's doing. And I, at the time, was somewhat involved in that company as well. And I was like, wow, this is inspiring to see uh, the way that she is sharing these products and sharing this content. And I think that's part of it, too, of if it's something that like adds something to your life and you're excited to use in your life, it's much easier to sell. I had a very short stint in cor corporate culture basically doing phone sales, you know, they tried to fluff it up with a different title. But it wasn't that I was bad at talking to people or anything like that. But what I was selling, I, at my core, didn't feel aligned with and I, you know, I wanted to make sales so that I could make money and provide for myself. But I also didn't want to cheat these people that I was cold calling, you know, into buying something from me that maybe they didn't really need like it technically added value to their business, but it, you know, it's all, you know, up to them. And I felt like I was really having to force sales that way. And it felt yucky and it didn't work out. And I ended up leaving that job. But when you have something that really like adds value to your life, it's so much easier to share that positively with people. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's something that we talk about a lot um, within our organization is just, you know, yeah, this is about you and you want to make the sale, right? But how is this benefiting the person that you're presenting with these products or the opportunity to partner with the company like we have, right? It's not, they might not be like you, right? Not everybody's going to say, oh yeah, I have postpartum anxiety and I need to make money from home. So you have to really think of who are you, who are you speaking to? What are their goals? What is, what are their concerns? You know, how does this fit for them and benefit them? And that mindset shift for a lot of people, I think, can change the way that network marketing looks because it isn't just, um, you know, this is what I use. This is the best thing ever and you need this. Well, maybe they don't need that. Maybe it's not the best thing ever for them. Really, this business is relational. And once you're building those relationships and, and figuring out why, why they're even interested and what they're interested in and what's going to benefit them through that relationship, you will find if they need to buy this and then they will, right? Like that's how sales happen. That's how continued sales happen and people returning to not only buy what, what they're loving, but also support you because you've been there to support them and figure out, um, you know, what's going to meet their needs. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that kind of leads me into something that I have been, I've been thinking about this a lot where, the naysayers will maybe say, oh, that's a scam or a pyramid scheme or whatever they want to call it, but they're happy to put money in the pockets of corporations or the celebrity who releases a product line uh, instead of supporting their friend's business. 
Have you been able to change people's minds about that? Or do you just kind of leave that conversation for those people to have by themselves? Yeah, honestly, like I said before, I really haven't had a ton of pushback from people that I like when I started, I was like, oh my gosh, my friends, my people that I knew in high school, like they're going to be judging me. Those people have had nothing bad to say to me. And if they do, they're not saying it to me. Right. Because I think ultimately they know that's a them thing. They know that's a them issue. Um, but the pushback that I have had as far as like, oh, is this a scam? Oh, I don't want to support that. You know, maybe somebody's super interested all throughout the process of me helping them. And then they're like, oh, is this network marketing? Is this an MLM? Okay, never mind. Like, that's not for me. Um, I just let them go. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. then not for you because it's not my job to convince you otherwise. And I think that that's one of those things that that is stereotypical, yucky MLM is that people feel like they're being pushed to buy from their friends or from whoever. I'm never going to push you to buy from me because I don't have the energy. (laughs) I don't have the (laughs) energy to like put my, like drain my positivity on convincing you of who I am and what I'm offering. I'm here to share the value and I'm here to present it to you. And when you see that value, then let's have those conversations, but I'm not going to convince anybody of anything because ultimately those people don't want to learn and they don't want to have productive conversation. They want to tell you, this is how I feel. And then it's like a wall. Mm -hmm. So it's not, there's no productive conversation that can really be had in those situations. That's, I think, good advice. Just stay in your lane (laughs) and let the people come to you that are interested in what you're actually doing. Um, And it kind of, I was, as you're speaking, I was thinking like e-commerce has really evolved our economy, uh, you know, so quickly in the last few decades. And there are so many models of different businesses, um, things that come to mind are like Thrive Market or Public Goods, where you're paying a membership fee yearly in order to purchase goods from that retailer and in a model like the organization that we're involved in you're paying the one-time fee in order to get a discount on products that you want to buy so it's not really that different there nobody's over your head telling you that you have to hit these certain numbers or anything like that it's really all up to you and if you want to take advantage of these perks you can if you don't want to you don't have to um so I think that that I, it feels like that's something that is starting to change because of businesses like this one, where it does have such a, a positive reputation. Um, the products speak for themselves. Um, so it, it's exciting and interesting to witness, especially as someone who never thought that they would get involved in a in an organization like this themselves. Yeah, I actually had I had tried network marketing before I even knew it was network marketing years ago and I had a horrible experience absolutely horrible and it truly put that taste in my mouth of like I don't want to do that I don't want to talk to anybody that does that I don't want that and when I was in a situation where I was looking for something and I was open to just learning and um you know discovering if it was for me ultimately if you don't want to do it anymore, then if you join something and you're like, okay, this isn't actually what I thought it was going to be, then you're okay. Bye. Right. I could have just stopped, um, which is what I did with the one that I felt really icky. And I had a total 
night and day different experience. And I, that's why I'm like, oh, I can totally share this because I know how different this is. I know from experience that I'm not being pushed to spend money that I don't have or, um, you know, any kind of like slimy sales tactics at all. Um, like you said, you know, you can join for a small fee for a year and just take advantage of a discount if that's what you want to do. You, there's no requirements in our organization specifically. There's no requirements to sell something every single month in order to get paid or, you know, minimum numbers. You never have to purchase products. Like you can make it what you want it to be. Um, and I want it to be a full-time income. So I work it like it is a full-time job, but you know, not everybody has to do that. And I think that that's something that also kind of gives network marketing a bad name, but I think is also kind of coming to light now that it is a job. And if you want to be fully paid, like it is a job, then that's the way that you have to show up for yourself and for your business. Um, and you can't, you know, not show up and expect to make what somebody else is making if you're not, if you're not putting in the work for that. Um, but I think that there is room for everybody and whatever kind of work they want to put in. If, if you show me, Hey, Leah, like what you're doing is really cool. I think I want to do that too, but I don't want to do it full time. Like I just want to go on a date night once a week and I, I want this to fund my date night or I want this to, you know, be a vacation fund or whatever it is. Like I'm going to meet you where you're at. And I think that that's something that um, network marketing is becoming now where it wasn't before. I think it, I think that when people felt like it was a little bit pushy in a past life, like maybe it was, but it doesn't have to be that way. Yes, it's definitely the way you lead the team. It's not about sending cold DMs or like cold reach outs, which feels really yucky, especially for me. That's not something that I've ever been comfortable with. But like we were saying, these products are something that I've integrated into my daily life. And I am running a business via social media. And so it's just natural to be able to share these things. And the people that's interest is peaked, they reach out and it's a pretty much no brainer for them to want to try the products, to want to get involved with the business when you do share about the opportunity, um, which is not something that I've experienced in the past. It felt like, I'm not sure if I want to share this. And I, I don't know if these people are going to be interested in it. You know, I don't know if they're going to want to make that kind of investment, even if it is like to their benefit. So I think that it speaks a lot to your leadership skills as well. So have you always thrived in a leadership role or have you been developing these skills along the way? I think both, honestly. I think that like growing up, I think it would have been called bossy. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't like being told what to do, really. Um, and so I always was the kind of the person that wanted to tell other people what to do. And not that that's what I do now, but I think that that characteristic almost comes in handy because you can tell people what they could do, right? Like it, it kind of shifted from like being bossy and just like bossing people around to, wow, this is a team that looks to me for guidance and for support. And now I know how to give them that guidance because I know what I want to do and I know what I'm doing and I'm going to share that with others and how I'm working my business. I can tell them what they can do. Um, so I think that it kind of developed into this like mentorship 
passion. I think that's something that I was shocked again, just like the creative outlet. I was shocked that I found such a passion in mentoring others and in the community itself of women because I have three sisters and I would have told you like, I would have laughed in your face if you would have been like, oh, you're going to, you know, you're going to get the most amazing community of women. I would have literally laughed because I didn't think I needed that. I was like, great, you know, like, okay, I have three sisters. I have my women, like I'm good, but I have truly made the best friends and getting to do it together and lean on each other, I think also helps me in a leadership role because you really learn to respect, I think so many different lifestyles. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a mother of two young kids, so this is the life that I live, but I also lead women who work, you know, corporate nine to five jobs that they love. They're not trying to leave that. And I'm still able, I think, to help them, um, you know, figure out these pockets of how to work their business and how, not just how to do it, but how do they want to do it? How do they want to show up? Um, I, I think, also, I don't know if you if you're into this stuff, but I'm a Capricorn and I'm also an Enneagram too. And I think sometimes those like thing those traits within me can like be um like butt heads and combat. But I think ultimately like I'm driven like a Capricorn is, but the Enneagram too in me, it's like I want to bring everybody with me. Like I don't I want to help everybody do that too. I don't want to do it alone. I'm I'm competitive, but like I want my whole team to be, you know, it's a team and it's not just me competing against everybody else. Um, and I truly believe that like the collaborative mentorship aspect of things, it changes the game in network marketing. It truly does because people don't feel like they're competing against others. They're not getting discouraged looking at others, comparing themselves to where they're at. They know, oh, I can just ask Leah, like, how did she do that? Instead of looking and saying, wow, I really like Leah's lighting, but that could never be me. They can say, hey, Leah, how did you get your lighting like that? Like, I want my stuff to look that way, knowing that I will try to help them accomplish that too. Yeah, I think that speaks volumes. Like, to, Just to your point that you thought you didn't need the community of women. When I was talking to you about joining your team, I was like, oh, like, yes. Like, I knew I wanted to learn some things from you. Uh, just because I love the way that you show up on social media, you're consistent with your business, you create really great content. Uh, but I have been just blown away by this community of how supportive and uplifting, how much education that we get and how it's not every woman for themselves. Like it's yes, here I created this graph. Like there's so many really talented and creative photographers and graphic artists. So we have these beautiful flat lays to share. We share each other's reels and share each other's content because we all know how much effort it takes to make content. So honestly, if somebody's sharing something or using something that you have made, that probably feels good that you're able to, you know, get another use out of it and share it to a wider audience. Um, I've just, I've never experienced quite this level of support in a community like this. And it really like, we want everybody to win. And that's also, I think, even just wider within the organization, even though um, Oliveda has been around in Germany for 20 plus years, it still feels like a small family business. Like when you get on a call with um, higher up in leadership, nobody's talking at you, they're talking to you and with you and you're 
asking questions and getting answers. And it just, it's a, it, it motivates you to want to put the work in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, like you said, it feels good when other people are sharing what you've contributed. I think that it is a creative outlet for a lot of people. And like you said, it does feel really good when somebody likes something that you've created enough to share that with their audience. And it also creates this sense of collaboration between the person who used it. Maybe they're like, wow, I've been using these things that other people on my team have been creating. I want to contribute something as well. And it just keeps adding and adding and adding. And there's all this value within our team and within our community Um, and it truly is, like you said, it's just beautiful. It's something that a lot of the people in our organization have done network marketing before. And I think that's for a couple of different reasons that I will mention in just a second. But I think that I've heard from all of these different women who have done network marketing before that this is very unique and the support here and the resources here, they are incredibly unique. And I think that one reason that so many women in network marketing and people in network marketing are coming to Oliveda is because they see the value in not just the products. Like you said, the products speak for themselves. They are incredibly innovative, incredibly effective, but the business opportunity having been in Europe for decades as a reputable, respected, waterless beauty brand, um, that has so much value to have all the product development and the notoriety of that, but to be one of the first people to be able to share that with your network, because it's only been in the U S less than a year. And truly when you're in it, you see other people post about it and share about it. So you're like, wow, there's so many people sharing about Oliveda, but when you really kind of dig and get into it, there's not, there's really not. And especially in within your network, right? Mm -hmm. So people in network marketing are seeing the value of being one of the first people to be able to share this with their networks and to educate their networks on waterless beauty and on the olive tree and the health benefits that there are. Um, and I think that that's just really respected by a lot of people in network marketing. And that's why they're, we are seeing this growth here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think we've kind of been like dancing around like what this organization is. So could you introduce Oliveda and kind of give a little bit of a background on what this company is and what it stands for? Sure. So Oliveda is under the umbrella of Olive Tree People. So Olive Tree People is essentially the company name. We have Oliveda skincare and wellness products as well as LA Dope. Um, primarily Oliveda. LA Dope is just a sister brand that is hemp infused, which is incredible for my skin personally. But Both brands are waterless beauty, and that in itself is very, very innovative because water traditionally in skincare products and your personal care products takes up 70 to 95%. The water plus the preservatives that are required to keep that formula stable because of the water takes up 70 to 95% of a formula. And I am not going to tell anybody that water is going to be harmful for their skin. That's not the issue. The issue is when it comes to sustainability, that why do we need that much water in our product? It's really diluting active ingredients and um, taking up a lot of volume in the product that you are ultimately paying for. But also, like I said, when you have that much water in the product, 
preservatives are required and a lot of them are required to keep that product stable, to keep it from spoiling, to keep it from growing bacteria. Water is just a breeding ground for bacteria. You'll notice in your shower, if your products are sitting in your shower, they're going to get yucky. <laughs> and the preservatives are to help it keep it from doing that. But preservatives ultimately contribute to inflammation. They can disrupt your hormones. And there's a lot um, there's a lot of harm that can come from synthetic preservatives. So when we replace that with an elixir from the olive tree, um, it is literally an extraction from the olive leaf with a very, very potent antioxidant compound. One of the most potent antioxidants on earth naturally occurring in the olive leaf. It's called hydroxytyrosol. And that's what replaces water in these formulas. So an antioxidant anti-inflammatory base is at the basis to every single olive tree people product. We're combating inflammation with our products instead of potentially contributing to inflammation and keeping with that cycle of, okay, most skin concerns at the root of them are caused from inflammation. So you're treating your skin concern with a product that ultimately is also contributing to your inflammation versus Oliveda really offering something that can combat the inflammation and help heal. Um, Thomas Lamel, that is the founder's name. He is incredible. He found hydroxytyrosol years and years and years ago and um, really dug into the health benefits of this antioxidant in the olive tree and said, okay, this is helping olive trees live thousands of years. What, what could this do for us? So we have internal products um, that target inflammation in the gut. We have that same hydroxytyrosol base to all of our skincare products as well. And I think I know that that's why people are seeing results so fast because they're not diluted with water and preservatives. Yes. Oh my gosh. So well said. And I love what I, one of the things that I love about this brand is that it is based in the olive tree and it, to me, it kind of lines up with that like Mediterranean lifestyle and the Mediterranean diet, which we know is so healthy for us with, you know, those high quality omega-3s coming from olive oil. And the difference that you see in your skin is like, it's overnight, it's like instantaneous. And I wish that I could have found something like this, uh, you know, four or five years ago when I was struggling with hormonal cystic acne, having really sensitive skin, spending so much money on all of these different clean products that, you know, even coconut oil uh, or anything derived from coconut is irritating to my skin. So I think, okay, like this is going to be a really clean product. And then it would just irritate my skin more or I'd get a little bit of progress and then it would just flare up again. And I ended up spending a lot of money on living libations products, which are, they're lovely oil-based products, but they're very, very expensive. Um, so these products, for the most part, I feel like they are really in line with like a moderate, um, you know, level of skincare products. They're not, you know, super high end, although like the quality of the product <laughs> that you're getting is really high end. So I think it really fits into um, a space where people are looking for this type of thing. It's great for hormonal acne. Um, I've heard really great things from the postpartum women dealing with hyperpigmentation and things like that. What are some of the, the biggest skin issues that you've seen resolved with these products? I think discoloration has been a huge one. Like you said, hyperpigmentation, melasma, those type of things. I don't 
I don't like to say that, you know, these products are going to cure any, you know, diagnosis that you have. But from the women that I know personally and watching and knowing what they're using and then seeing their results, I think it is only logical to say, you know, one plus one equals two in those scenarios. And seeing the results that I've seen from my best friend in particular, who also does this with us, she had horrible melasma and hyperpigmentation, discoloration. She was told that only lasers could fix the discoloration and pigmentation that she was experiencing. And I mean, within weeks, she was seeing incredible differences. Now it is like night and day. Her skin is absolutely beautiful. Not that it wasn't beautiful before, but now she just feels like her skin is so much brighter, so much more evenly pigmented. I think also um, the anti-aging benefits that I'm seeing for people because hydroxytyrosol is an antioxidant. You can look, you can literally research hydroxytyrosol, research antioxidants for the skin. And what antioxidants are doing for your skin is they're really helping to prevent oxidative stress and environmental stressors that are causing premature signs of aging. So naturally, these powerful antioxidant products are going to help prevent those signs of aging and really help your skin to um, protect itself better, to retain moisture better, just the overall health of your skin and really the holistic view of beauty and the approach of um, approaching beauty holistically, thinking of, okay, I want my skin to be healthy and the other things will come, right? The evenly pigmented, glowy, beautiful, plump skin will come because now my skin is healthy. Um, I think that we have the multiple lines of skincare products, but also those internal products that we carry are so incredibly impactful for our skin health as well. Um, I know this friend in particular that I was speaking about with her hyperpigmentation and melasma. She takes our I-70, which is a hyaluronic acid and hydroxytyrosol beauty supplement, essentially. And she truly says that that is one of the main things that has helped with her pigmentation and her skin, um, really addressing it from within. Because like I said, this company really views beauty very holistically, um, which is a game changer. I've seen a lot of brands, I, I shouldn't say a lot, I've seen several brands kind of transitioning into waterless beauty or sharing waterless products. Um, you know, many skincare brands have a couple of waterless products, facial oils are usually waterless, right? And most of the time, those products are based in oils, which my skin loves that. I have dry skin, so my skin loves the hydration. But that's one thing that really drew me to Oliveda was what we replace water with. It's not oils. It's that cell extraction from the olive leaf, which is a liquid. So you're getting formulas like what you're used to with water-based formulas. You're getting lotions, you're getting creams, you're getting all those things that you really like. You don't have to just go with oil-based products if you want to have waterless product. And our lines, truly, there is something for every single skin type, not just really dry skin, not just people who want an oil-based product. And you know, I know there are so many different oils out there. There are oils that can help balance oil production and help even when you do have oily skin. But truly the like the sales process and the educational process is so much more 
direct um, when you're not trying to explain, oh, well, this oil can actually help your oily skin. People generally are going to be like, no, (laughs) I don't want to add oil to my oily skin. So I think that that's just another reason why so many women are, um, are recognizing this is something huge and it's just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And also just to kind of expand upon that, if somebody is kind of their interest is peaked a little bit and they're like, okay, I'm interested in these products. I don't know where to start. We also have this really great tool on the website, the olive brain quiz, where you can go in and set the parameters of, what kind of skin concerns you're experiencing, what kind of goals that you have. And it's going to recommend because there are, I mean, 80 some odd products in mm-hmm. the across all the different lines. So it, it can be really overwhelming to decide where to start. So to be able to get that, um, that kind of honed in a recommendation, then you can say, okay, I'm narrowed down to these like six or eight products. Now I can decide like what I need in my regimen, like what am I about to run out of my cleanser or my moisturizer? And kind of start to weave it in that way and know that you're spending your money on something that is appropriate for your skin. Cause that's also so frustrating when you buy something that your friend was like, just talking about how wonderful it was. And then it just, it doesn't work for your skin. Cause we're all a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with that quiz, I try to train my team and my organization, like lean on the quiz, but don't always rely on it. Right. It, like you said, it's going to give you all of your recommendations. But one beautiful thing about the quiz is it also gives you your top recommendation. It literally tells you this is the one product that you are going to love the absolutely the most. And then it shows you the rest of your recommendations. And I always like to use that as like a baseline for my clients. And then they say, okay, well, what else would you get from these quiz results? Or, you know, maybe I'll dig in to that relationship and ask them some more questions about what are you using right now? What's your one like all time favorite product? And what's one product that you've just absolutely could not stand that you purchased. And that helps me really kind of like direct their or guide their um, cart choices based on not only the quiz results that are very accurate, but what they've told me that the quiz might not have asked them. And I think that's something that network marketing offers that you're just not going to get when you go to like your big boxed retailer, that person, they might be very knowledgeable. I am not saying that they are not, and they might be incredibly helpful, but at the end of the day, you're going to leave and you're likely never going to see that person again. They don't have any kind of like accountability or responsibility of truly guiding you and what's going to be best for you. Um, whereas as your consultant, I I not only want to help you figure out what's going to be best for you, but I feel responsible for you having the absolute best results and the best experience. You're getting just like an elevated level of customer service and of support um, by supporting your consultant. Yeah. And that's actually one of the things that I love about the consultant client relationship is you know, somebody's like, Oh, I placed my order a week and a half ago, I have it hasn't shown up on my doorstep yet. Like, where is it, I can reach out to support and ask for the tracking or if they get a product, and they're like, you know what, this really isn't for me, we can get it returned for them, or we can get it replaced. Um, And it's just that kind of like concierge service that I think about, like, when I was younger, I would go to Nordstrom with my mom, and she'd go to the makeup counter, and they, you know, 
would have this kind of rapport and they know, oh, like we got this new lipstick in or we got this new eyeshadow that you're going to love, Mary Ellen. Um, and, you know, she still shops with a personal shopper at Nordstrom's now and then. And it's like having that relationship, but for your skincare and yeah. with somebody that you know well. Right. Absolutely. And to mention as well, you know, you said if something's just like not working for you, if you're not totally in love with it, we can assist you in returning it or exchanging it. We have a 365 day return policy for our clients. That is unheard of. That really shows how confident Thomas is, our founder, how confident he is in these products. Like, he wants you to love them. We want you to love them. And if you don't, you have a full year to be able to say, okay, that's actually not for me, or I wasn't seeing any results from that. I need to figure something else out. I need to return that and get something different. Yeah. The customer service is really like second to none. You can reach out to them and hear back so quickly. And they want to make sure that every customer is happy, um, which just really speaks a lot, I think, to the ethos of the company. And um you know, where they come from. And I wanted to ask you maybe some of the biggest lessons that you've learned um, being in this business. Um, and I one that I have learned just since joining your team in the last couple of months is that you can never judge a potential customer or like make judgments about who wants to buy from you. Because after I started sharing about these products, I got reached out to by some people that I would have never thought to reach out to. I would have never thought they would want to spend money on this type of product, but they did. And so I think that that is what can get in the way a lot with people trying to start out in this business. Um, so maybe you can share some lessons that you've learned or maybe any advice you have for somebody that's thinking about starting out or maybe they're already in this business and they, they need some guidance. Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. So like you said, you really can't judge what somebody else may or may not want to do. And I have like a little anecdote just to go along with that. You cannot shop with somebody else's money. You do not know what their priorities are. You don't know if they have been setting aside some money because they're really struggling with their skin and they really are trying to heal their skin and just looking for the right thing for them. You just never you never know. And it's unfair to them. And it's unfair to you for your, you to assume, right? I when I was an optician, I worked in a small town ish, smallish town in Kentucky, my husband and I had just moved there. And it was like a lot of farms around the um, office that I worked in. And there was this good old boy, he came in dirty boots, he had his overalls on. And he came to my desk. I was to help him with his glasses. I went over his insurance with him and all of the things. And it was like my gut instinct at that moment, based on looking at him, which I should not have made this assumption, right? I said, this man is going to break his glasses. He works on a farm. You know, I'm like making all these assumptions for him that really it wasn't offering him my best service and it wasn't offering him the best things for him and for his vision and for his overall experience. And what I had recommended was literally like essentially going to be covered under his insurance. And he asked me and he pried on a couple little things. And I ended up selling this man like five pairs of very, very expensive high-end glasses that I would not have sold him had he not taken the initiative to ask me that. And not every person is going to do that. 
Some people are just going to say, okay, great. That's all I need because they're assuming that you're recommending all that they need. And the skincare is the same way. So if I have somebody come to me and say, Leah, what do you think that I need? I'm going to ask them about what they're using. I'm going to ask them their skin goals and their concerns. And I'm ultimately going to offer them options. I'm going to tell them everything that I think that they would benefit from. And I do that for a couple of reasons, because they deserve to know everything that they would benefit from. They are intelligent as well, right? We're all intelligent people and they are intelligent enough to discern whether or not they want to spend all of that money or if they want something a little more budget friendly or um, if they want to start out with some of the products and some verbiage that I like to use is you know these are all of the products that I recommend for you if you want to wait and grab something else next time I'm happy to help you narrow down your cart because it really truly conveys that these are still all products that I recommend to you I think that all of these would benefit you but I do not expect you to purchase every single one of these products, right? And I can't tell you how many times I see women limiting themselves by saying, oh, well, I would only want to purchase two products. So I'm only going to recommend two products, right? That's really, really limiting. And it's doing yourself and your client a disservice. So that's one thing that I think is really important to remember in any sales position, honestly. Um, Another thing specifically in network marketing or entrepreneurship, I guess, because you don't have a boss, you are your own boss. And when you want to be making money, like it's a full-time job, you're working like it's a full-time job, but remember a full-time job clocks out. So you have to give yourself breaks. You have to schedule in the rest. If that's not something that you are good at doing is resting, schedule it in because rest is productive too. And you cannot be just like, go, 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 go sustainably. And ultimately, that's what we want. We want sustainable growth. We want a sustainable income for ourselves or for our families or our dogs or whatever, whatever your reason is for doing what you do, you want it to be sustainable. So remembering to rest and give yourself grace, I think has been it has changed my business personally because I'm that person. I'm that workforce that just won't stop until my body makes me or my husband makes me. And then I think not comparing. I think that that is something that a lot of people do, whether or not they're comparing their content to somebody else's content or their sales to someone else's sales, no matter what it is, you just, you cannot compare yourself to others. And I know how hard it is because we all do it. We all do it and we're all going to continue to do it. But just recognizing when you're doing that, I think is so important because you are not them. And I think talking to yourself the way that you would talk to your friend, if your friend came to you and was like, oh my gosh, her content's so beautiful and mine looks like crap. You're not going to tell your friend like, yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like (laughs) you're going to be like, girl, you are not them. You have strengths that are not their strengths. You offer value that somebody else doesn't offer. Like we're all so different. Our schedules look different. Our lives look different. Our communities look different. And our paychecks are going to look different. Our journeys are going to look different. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to achieve the same things that somebody else achieves that you want. It's just going to look different for you. So it's okay to be like, damn, I want that. Like, it's okay to, you know, compare and then just reel it in and remember that that's what you're doing. You're just, it's not productive. I think that those are all great pieces of advice, whether you are involved in network marketing or not. Like if you're running your own business, I know 
Um, those are all things that I've had to deal with myself and especially uh, like the comparison or feeling like you need to have everything perfect before you can start. And it's just not, you have to trial and error and keep going, keep trying new things and see what fits. And not everything has to be perfectly curated. Cause I think now too, more than ever, people want to see something relatable, not something so like up on a pedestal. And even uh, I know like there's, you see something that looks so like picture perfect on Instagram. And then if you were to turn the camera around, like their house is probably just as messy as yours in the opposite corner. Um, yeah. So you're only seeing like a small fraction of things, especially on social media. Absolutely. I mean, social media is quite literally curated of what somebody else wants you to see of their life. So when they are real, when they are messy, when they are vulnerable, it's because they have chosen to share that moment with you. And oftentimes that's still a curated version of what they're experiencing. You know, when my kid is screaming in my face and I'm going through it, I might later that day share, hey, I've had a really hard day. My kid was screaming in my face and I was going through it, but I am not going to get my phone out and show how how hard it was in that moment with him actually screaming, right? Like, so it's it's curated no matter what. And I have a piece of content that it describes kind of what you just described. It's literally my cheap Walmart chairs. That is what I have in my kitchen. It's a white chair. It's a plastic chair because I have kids. It's easy to wipe down. And a lot of content that I create, if it's like food or just like a product, you know, I'll hold it in front of that white chair and take a picture of it. And it looks like a beautiful backdrop. And I have zoomed out and you can see all of the boxes that I have and my dog food bin and the kids toys and the food that I hadn't picked up from the morning and my three beverages on the table. And, you know, it's like, that's real. That's what my house actually looks like. And, you know, there's women that join into network marketing and that join the community and my team and say, my content can never look like yours because my house doesn't look like yours. And I'm like, babe, you don't know what my house looks like because I don't show it because I it's messy. It's, you know, it probably does look like yours, <laughs> actually. So it's just like, again, that kind of comparison, just knowing, hey, okay, that's not real. It's a curated version. And I, I do like to kind of pride myself on being very authentic on my social media. I think that it builds relationships and relationships ultimately are not only going to help you with your sales, they're not going to help you with your team building, but they just help you in general, right? To just have relationships on social media, people are craving connection, and they want to see genuine people and people that they can relate to. And perfection is just not relatable. So although I still I like to have like a pretty aesthetic lighting and whatever, I like that. And I still have a lot of content that is that way. But I think ultimately also showing like I have breast milk stains on my clothes and like, you know, baby stuff everywhere. I think that it just makes it more, it makes it seem more attainable because it is attainable. What we do is attainable. And so when somebody else sees like, oh, that's what my house looks like. I could totally do that too. I just have to find those pockets of time and know and trust that you're going to have a community of people help you find those pockets of time. You're going to figure out the way that you like to show up. 
my content has not always looked like what it does now, right? I have just found the way that I like to film, the way that I like to present myself. And let me tell you, it's not dancing. <laughs> you know, like for a while, it was like all these TikTok dances and everything that people would do on their social media. And it was like, you have to do the dance, you have to do the lip sync. And like, I like lip sync, like that's fine. But ultimately, my kids are screaming and I'm turning my volume off on my phone. I'm going to do my skincare up close and personal. And that's what my content looks like because that's what fits into my life. And I think that everybody's going to navigate that in a different way and find what suits them. And ultimately your network is a lot like you are, and they're going to be attracted to, to you and to your content and to the way that you present yourself because they're like you. I I really liked that, how, you know, you got to make it fit to your life. If you're trying to copy somebody else like maybe you'll get results for a short amount of time but it's not going to be sustainable because you're not even drawing on your own you know creativity or motivation in order to create uh, that content so I love the honesty that you bring to the table in terms of your social media and how you share Um, and I think that it really that really does play a part in how successful your team is as well and how they're able to show up for anybody that's listening, that's curious, they're like, oh, maybe this is something that could work for me, but I don't know about um, being on social media or anything, you know, working the business that way. What advice might you have for them? I know that there are some women in our organization that mostly work their business just in person and are not online at all. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that kind of also is um, a benefit to the collaborative team that we have, because I do primarily work on social media. It's what fits my life best right now with two young kids. But guess what? My kids are going to get older and I'm going to be going to, you know, sports games and school functions and that kind of thing. And I'll have more in-person interactions at that time. And there are plenty of women who are in that stage right now. And that's the way that they work their business. There's women who, um, you know, partner with boutiques and they get to set up and have, you know, events and that sort of thing. And that's what works best for their life. And there's women who like to do what is called like a basket drop off. And, um, you know, allow their network to really get their hands on the products before they order anything. And there's so many different avenues that you can be successful and so many different women to train on those different avenues. So just because one person like myself may work pretty much only on social media, it does not mean that that's the only way to do it. And it does not mean that that's the best way to do it. It's the best way for me to do it. And the best way for you to do it might be having, you know, events at your home or partnering with a local business and having events or, you know, like I said, there's just so many different avenues to approach the business. Awesome. Yeah, you can totally bring your own flair into (laughs) how you want to grow because you like you're working for with this organization. But like you were saying, you're your own boss, you're making your hours, you're deciding how you're going to make this money for yourself. So you you can really like mold it to your lifestyle, which is really cool. Before we go, before we finish up, what is maybe your favorite product that you are, I don't know, it's probably hard to pick one, but what is the thing that you're really grabbing for these days? I would say one of my favorite products, okay, I'm going to pick two and they're pretty similar. Um, We have have serums, we have elixirs, which are more like oil-based. All of our products, like a you know, we've been discussing are potent and concentrated, but serums in general 
serums are that treatment step. Those are going to be like the most concentrated. They're going to drive the results of your routine. And my favorite products are going to be those like results driven products. The F59, it's the corrective facial serum. The corrective line has the highest concentration of that antioxidant, anti-inflammatory hydroxytyrosol. So there's the highest concentration of that. That's great for anti-aging. That's great for brightening all of the things. But it also contains an ingredient called Paracress. And Paracress is a plant that mimics the effects of Botox. So it literally relaxes the muscles in the skin and in the face to really kind of like plump up and smooth out fine lines and wrinkles. And I love that. It is so effective. I love it for my skin. Um, and then another product that has the Paracrest in it as well is the Corrective Eye Elixir, which is an eye serum, an under eye serum, again, with highest concentration of hydroxytyrosol because it's in the corrective line and it has that plant-based Botox alternative. And for me, I like to wear makeup, but I'm not always wearing makeup. I'm on the go a lot. I just like my products, my daytime products anyway, to be very lightweight, even though I'm dry. Um, and sometimes that can be hard to find. And I feel like that, that under eye serum, that F64 eye elixir, it absorbs so quickly. So you can easily put your makeup on quickly after you have that on. It just absorbs very, very quickly. You can like literally feel a, a gentle like tightening almost in the skin and you're just like, mm, I look 10 years younger. <laughs> I love that. I love it. I, I can attest that the eye elixir is a wonderful product. It's what's cool about the eye products is if you do that all brain quiz and you buy two of the suggested products, you can get a free eye product, which <clears throat> excuse me, I I really like that because I think that me personally, anyway, I kind of can hesitate sometimes when buying an eye product because I do have like some darkness, dark rings under my eyes. I've always had that. Sometimes they're a little bit puffy and eye products specifically, I feel like they always have, they tout these claims and then you're like, eh, I don't really know <laughs> if it's doing anything. Yeah. Um, so I never want to invest the money, but with this quiz, if you buy two products that you already need, maybe moisturizer and a cleanser, you get that free eye product and you can really see the difference and you it's a full-size eye product um there's a, a the elixir and the eye cream uh they're really really effective products so i second that love the eye elixir something i've been loving is the rose oil face serum i'm in northwest montana it's super cold and dry right now and i realized i needed just something a little extra hydration and it works so well either with the moisturizer or with one of the corrective serums or the high elixir on, overnight get the the corrective effects while still staying hydrated. So there's something for everybody. There truly is. And I just wanted to add as well, you know, you said that um, like the eye product, it's kind of like, you, you almost like you think gimmicky, right? Like eye products in general, you're like, is this even going to work? Like, do I need an extra product specifically for my eye area? And it's normally like, the first product that people cut out, like if they're like, okay, I'm looking at my cart and I want to, you know, bring my total down. What am I going to just take out of my cart? It's usually an eye product. So I really like that. Like you said, you can just have that eye product. It's going to be the eye cream or eye elixir based on your results. It'll be whichever suits your skin best. And you'll get that um, full size for free. And you also get free shipping over $50. Every single order over $50 is free shipping. And I know for myself, 
I love free shipping. I will scour the internet for like, if I have my, if I have something that I want to buy from, you know, any online retailer, I will literally spend like an hour additionally looking for like a free shipping coupon code (laughs) because that's just like my money personality. So I love that we offer free shipping, you know, 365 day return policy. And then that evergreen option to have a free product when you take the quiz and get those two recommendations. Yes. So many perks. So many reasons to love this organization. I'm sold. (laughs) You're sold (laughs) on it. Um, Is there anything that you want to leave the audience with before we wrap things up? Yes. Um, I think if you are interested in waterless in general, and you're like, what does waterless really mean? Like, what, you know, what are what is waterless beauty? Look into it because we're not the only waterless brand, but I will tell you that it's probably the most innovative with that hydroxytyrosol replacing the water and the preservatives. And I think really doing a little bit of digging and not, it doesn't take much hydroxytyrosol search that and you will be blown away by the benefits for your body, not just your skin again, holistically, approaching beauty. It is going to benefit your entire body. And I think also if you're interested in the business side and potentially partnering with Oliveda and being able to offer this and make money through this, really looking at the trajectory of the waterless beauty like as a market and seeing where that is going, I think that you will be blown away. Yes. And also remembering that this company is it's new in the United States market, but it's been around for a long time. And something that I wanted to state earlier is that, you know, previous to being involved with Oliveda and Olive Tree People, when I was looking for skincare or, you know, using non-toxic products, constantly comparing what I was getting to European standards, because they have such a, a higher level of regulation around personal care products in Europe and things that are allowed to be in the things that you put on your skin. So just going directly to the source, it feels really good because they have a really great reputation. People like Gigi Hadid have gone to this brand during pregnancy because of its purity and its efficacy. Um, It's kind of, you know, do your research and definitely in the show notes, I want to link just the Google search of hydroxytyrosol because once you Mm -hmm. see that it's, it's pretty much like, okay, you can't really deny this. And also I'll link the olive tree um, Instagram, because they have so many before and afters on their page, and you can really see the results. And because these products have only been in the United States for less than a year, you're seeing these results in a matter of weeks or months. So it's really, it's incredible. And it's an exciting organization to be a part of and community to be a part of. I have loved learning from Yulia. So thank you for sharing with us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into the Spring to Life podcast. I'll be sure sure to share all of those resources in the show notes and I will talk to you next week.